Welcome to Master Your Relationship Mind Drama. Teaching you how to manage your mind so that you can create relationships you love. And now, here's your host, certified relationship coach and expert in all things love, friendship and mind drama, Rebecca Orr. Hi guys, how is everybody doing? I'm going to dive straight into today's episode, which is all about taking things personally. A lot of us are very guilty of this. I know I can be. It's a very natural human brain response. So in today's episode, I'm going to offer you four clear steps for how to handle your brain when it's taking something personally. So what is taking something personally? It's when we're making somebody's behavior mean something about us. We make it personal to us. We internalize it. Often we end up thinking about something somebody said or did for days and days after it happened, even weeks, years, and letting it totally consume us. Maybe you mentally go to war with that person. They hurt you, so now you want to hurt them. You kind of spiral in that. And when we're in that habit of taking things personally, we're also likely to be quite defensive. Our brains are so conditioned to use other people's words and actions as evidence to fuel our limiting beliefs about ourselves, so much so that we then feel personally attacked a lot of the time. Someone not texting you back, perhaps. Someone forgetting your coffee but remembering your co-workers. Somebody not inviting you to a party or your friend being busy and not having time to hang out with you. We make these things mean something terrible, often projecting our own mean thoughts about ourselves onto them, imagining that they are thinking all the mean things that we think about ourselves. But other people's behavior is never personal. Even when somebody is intentionally rejecting you, it's actually nothing to do with you or anything to do with your worth and value as a human. You may have heard me talk in a previous episode about the model, which is an amazing awareness tool I use with all of my clients, and it was taught to me by my teacher, Brooke Castillo. And the model shows that there's the circumstance, which is the facts of any situation. Then our brain interprets these facts and has thoughts about them. And those thoughts create our emotions, and our emotions drive the way that we act and create the results in our lives. This is why I teach that our circumstances don't create our emotions because it's always our brain that creates our emotions. It's always our thoughts about the circumstance. Again, this doesn't mean you're wrong to feel negative or for feeling negative emotion. We want to have negative thoughts about a lot of the circumstances and situations in the world. We want to feel negatively about them. But when we know that we get to choose exactly what we think and how we feel about a specific situation, we become the ones in control. So when we think of this in terms of other people, other people are also just living in a series of models. They're witnessing circumstances, they're having thoughts about them, those thoughts are creating emotions in their body, and those emotions, those feelings are driving the way they act. So even when somebody's action is to reject you in some way, and by that I mean they say no to you in some way, no to being your friend, your partner, to a trip you invite them on, whatever it is, it's not because of you. You are just a circumstance in their model. 
You are a circumstance that their brain will observe and have thoughts about. Thoughts that are filtered through their own history, their own belief systems, insecurities, preferences. And it's these thoughts that drive their emotion and their action of either accepting you or rejecting you. Somebody else could have you as a circumstance in their model and have a completely different response to you. And accepting that that's true is so important for stopping taking things personally. Whatever you did or said, a hundred people would have had a hundred different thoughts about it and a hundred different reactions. Some people will be listening to this and thinking, but that stops us from taking responsibility for our actions. (laughs) And I want to confirm that that isn't what I'm saying. If we didn't like our actions or our behavior, if we reflect on something we did and wish we behaved differently, that is good information. We can use that to make changes and grow as people. Understanding that a lot of human brains would think different thoughts about whatever we did doesn't take away from our personal autonomy to want to change the behavior or to keep doing it. But in most situations when we're taking things personally, an intentional rejection hasn't actually been made by the other person. Our brains are totally obsessed with us. We are what we think about all day long. Even when we're thinking about other people, we're often thinking about how they relate to us. Will they accept us or reject us? Will they come to our party or will they like the present we got them? (laughs) To the little ego voice in our head, we are the center of the universe. So understandably to our brains, when somebody behaves in a certain way, it's automatic to make it mean something about us. If they don't text us back, we make it mean we're boring and they don't like us. If they forget to call, we make it mean they found someone they prefer more. If they hang out with other friends, we make it mean that they don't value our friendship and that there's something less likable about us compared to the other person. I used to do this exact thing in my friendships. I had a very common anxious thought pattern about my friends becoming friends with each other and leaving me out, which was totally a thought pattern that had marinated in my brain since high school. But When I ended up in a friendship group with two of my friends who I'd been friends with individually, my brain started to freak out. If the two friends hung out without me, I'd feel so anxious and insecure. I took it so personally and I made it mean they didn't like me as much anymore, that they preferred each other, that there was something not good enough about me. My brain made that act of wanting to be friends totally about me. It made it a rejection of me. But in reality, they just enjoyed each other's company and they wanted to have a connection with each other as well as connections with other people, including me. (laughs) But the reason my brain took it so personally was because of my own limiting beliefs about my worth and value and good enoughness. It was projecting those into every situation. Thinking of the model, the circumstance was two friends going for dinner. My thoughts about that were filtered through my lens of believing I'm not good enough and all those shitty thoughts I had about myself. So noticing this knee-jerk reaction to internalize other people's behavior and make it mean something about us is so important. And if you think about it, it's something many of us learned from childhood. We maybe heard our parents fighting and our brains made it mean we had done something wrong. We maybe saw our teacher in a bad mood and we made it mean that we were bad or we weren't good enough. We've been taking things personally for so long now that most of the time we don't even know we're doing it. 
someone makes a comment about a decision we made and we make it mean that it was the wrong decision instead of making it mean that that person has their own set of filtered thoughts about this topic that have nothing to do with us or our decision. Someone is late to meet us and we make it mean that they don't respect our time instead of making it mean that their brain just struggles to keep a schedule. Someone replies something unkind on a post that we share and we make it mean that what we posted was wrong or that they don't like us, that we're wrong or bad in some way. Instead of understanding that this person's action to write that was a reflection of their own inner world, their own inner dialogue, beliefs and filters. Even today, it is that time of the month for me and my fiancé and her patient is a little lower than usual. (laughs) And it's funny because it comes at such a good time for me while I'm doing this podcast episode because she has snapped at me multiple times this morning. And I know it has nothing to do with me. It's because of her internal world, her mood, her hormones. And while in the past, I would have taken it really personally. What did I do wrong? Is she annoyed at me? Does she not want to be with me anymore? Now I can totally just observe her brain and understand what's going on in there and completely separate it from me. I could be anyone and she would be a little bit grumpy today. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with me. Just like your boss who comes in in a bad mood isn't speaking to you that way because there is something wrong with you. It's because of their mood that day. Or when your mum or your dad says something about your new haircut or your new job. Again, it isn't a reflection of you. It's a reflection of what's going on in their brain what's going on in their mind that day, their beliefs, their filters, their inner world. People who can be very critical of others are often the people who are most critical of themselves, meaning their brain is wired to find fault and not be very compassionate or understanding. And that dictates not only the way they talk to others, but the way they speak to themselves. I can't stress enough how important it is to stop taking ownership of other people's behavior. Whatever they've done or said, it isn't a reflection of you or your worth and value. It's a reflection of their inner world in that moment. Something that has nothing to do with you. Nothing at all. So let's dive into the four steps that you can take when you notice you're taking something personally. Number one is to get clear on the facts of what has happened. And then ask yourself, what am I making this mean about me? I also want to recommend you doing this work in a notebook if you can. It's so much easier to sort through your thoughts when they're written down instead of trying to do it all in your mind. So grab a pen and paper if you can and really separate out the facts from what you're making them mean about you. So for example, a fact might be that your friend has invited people around for a gathering and not invited you. Then what you make that mean might be that they don't like you, that they don't think you're very fun or interesting. Okay, and then step two is to ask yourself, how am I actually the one believing that? This is a question I first heard from one of my very first coaches, Jewel Homan, who's a friendship and connection coach. So go find her on Instagram because she's amazing. And it's such an amazing question to ask yourself whenever you're taking things personally. How are you the one not liking you very much right now? How are you the one believing that you are not fun or interesting? These moments are so good for awareness as they shine a light on your own thoughts about you, 
on your own mean limiting beliefs, which is the perfect opportunity to get curious about them and challenge them. Which leads us to step three, which is to get curious about alternative things that could be going on for them. Your brain is being a human brain and making this mean something about you because your brain is obsessed with you. But what might your brain not be considering here? Come up with at least five things that have nothing to do with you that would explain their behavior. Maybe they didn't want too many people in their house at once, so they wanted to limit numbers. Maybe it was a last minute thing and they knew that you had other plans. Maybe they just wanted people from work to come or a certain friendship group. Maybe it totally slipped their mind to invite you and they actually still really like you and care about you. Maybe they wanted to build a closer friendship with these individuals. Maybe they knew they had planned with you a few weeks later, so decided they'd prefer that one-on-one time with you rather than seeing you in a group. So many alternative things that your brain won't consider automatically because we always jump to taking things personally and seeing things as rejection. So getting curious is the most amazing skill. A one-on-one client of mine says that this is one of the favorite things she's learned from our coaching sessions, the act of getting curious about other people's minds instead of jumping to conclusions and making assumptions. And then even if this person is having negative thoughts about you that led to them not inviting you or led to whatever the behavior is, getting curious is still a much better response than making it mean that you are not good enough and shaming yourself. A thought I love to practice is I have no idea what's going on in their brain and it helps me to remember that anything my brain comes up with is just a guess and it reminds me to stay curious and open instead of making judgments and assumptions. Ask yourself, how might I show up to this situation if I wasn't taking it personally and was just curious instead? And then finally, step four, is to challenge your own mean thought about you. So return to the mean thing that your brain wanted to assume that they were thinking or what your brain wanted to make this mean about you as a person. Because remember, even if they did intend to reject you, even if they are having negative thoughts about you, that actually doesn't mean anything about you at all. It is still about them and their brain and their filters and their internal world. And you still get to choose intentionally what you think about you. What do you want to think about yourself in this moment? Question your brain's default mean thought by asking yourself, how is that not true? Why am I believing that is true? Who would I be without that thought? What else could be true here? What would be a more neutral thing for me to be thinking about myself right now? What would someone who believed the opposite be thinking? Doing this opens your mind up to some alternatives and helps you brainstorm other thoughts that you could choose to think instead. And if you need help shifting from negative self-beliefs to more neutral kind of thoughts about you, I teach a tool for this in my free self-esteem building kit. And I've put the link to download it in the show notes in the, the show description. So go ahead and download it. It will give you some more concrete tools for working on your negative self-talk and for finding believable thoughts that you can start practicing. 
So those are the four steps. And I also want to finish this episode by offering some potential thoughts for you guys to start practicing to help cement this teaching into your mind. I'll also put these in the show notes. So don't panic if you can't jot them down now. You can always click to the notes and get them there. So here we go. Other people's behavior is a reflection of their own inner world. I am a neutral circumstance in other people's models. A hundred people would have a hundred different responses to me. I actually have no idea what's going on in their brain. What might be going on for them that my brain's not considering? How is this nothing to do with me? Okay guys, that's all I've got for you today. And if you're listening to this before Sunday the 15th of January, 2023, then you still have time to sign up for Master Your Relationship Mind Drama, the 12-week group coaching program. So again, I'll drop the link in the show description. Click on there, check it out. You have until Sunday at midnight to sign up and there are currently four spots remaining. Don't know how many there'll be by the time you listen to this, but there you go. I hope to see you there. And until next week, have an amazing weekend. Bye. If you're loving this podcast, you can also hang out with Rebecca on Instagram and TikTok at Rebecca or Coaching. Don't forget to sign up to her email list for exclusive freebies and for more information on her one-to-one and group coaching programs. 